Good evening and praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all of our listeners in the United States of America, I welcome you. And to all of our listeners all over the world and every other country of the world that finds us, I'm just honored to have you. Always honored and glad and tickled pink to have you join us. You could be listening to any other program, but here you are joining us. Just want to welcome everyone to this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Here in Southern Virginia and in Northern, Northeastern North Carolina, we're coming to you from WGPL 1350 and WPCE 1400 on your AM dial. You can also find us at WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also listen to us on the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. That's www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would ever like to hear this or any other broadcast in the Marriage and Family uh, Clinic series, you can find my podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeart, Radio, and Spotify. If you got a smart device, if you got that little purple podcast player or go to any podcast player, where you can search iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick. And ultimately, we really want to help you repair and grow and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. And I want to talk about... uh, something that I think it's really important in this particular episode today. I want to talk about husbands and wives sharing their faith in the marriage. Husbands and wives sharing their faith. Uh, As you know, I've let you know before, and I hope you know by now that this is a Christian radio program. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a moment also, but uh, this is Christian-based This is Bible-based, and I'm trying my best to point you towards God. Many of you who listen are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you are not. But what I want to share with you today, what I want to stress to you in this broadcast, is that husbands and wives can find great value in sharing their faith. Great value. So I want to talk about husbands and wives sharing their faith. You know, the gifts and the grace of God, they're just too big. They're too powerful. There's too much going on in the gifts and the grace of God for us not to share with others. God is too good for us not to share what he's doing with others. And when we fail to share who God is in us and what God is doing with us and what God has done for us, when we fail to share the person of God in us, when we fail to share our relationship with God with others, we're missing an important part of who God is. I want you to get that. If we fail to share God, then we're missing an important part of who God is. God is in us not only for our good and benefit, for all eternity, but for the good and benefit of others. For the good and benefit of others. And so we've got to share him. You know, when I say this, I'm reminded of the episode in which uh, 
Jesus cast a bunch of demons out of a man and the man wanted to follow Jesus. But Jesus says to the man, look, I want you to stay here. And that's a good lesson in itself. You got to be a grown person. You have to be mature indeed to turn down people who want to follow you. But Jesus says, I want you to stay here and I want you to tell the good things that the Lord has done for you. I want you to stay here and tell somebody because what the Lord has done in you, man, you've got to share it. The Lord has been too good to you to keep this to yourself. You must share it. You, it it's imperative that you share it. And I'm saying the same thing to us today, who God is to us, what God has done for us, what God is doing with us, his plans for us. Those That's just too big. That's just too much. That's too heavy for us to keep to ourselves. And we must share with somebody else. I'm trying to make a point here. Whatever God is doing in us and whoever God is to us, God means for that to be shared. And when it comes to sharing the goodness of God, and this is the point I'm really trying to make here. When it comes to sharing the goodness of God, when it comes to sharing who God is and what God is doing in you, there is no better place to start sharing than in your home. There is no better place to share who God is and what God is doing than in your marriage. And, and that's one problem with a lot of Christians. We want to share who God is and what God is doing, but for some strange reason, we just don't believe that it works at home. It can't work other places if it's not working at home. So when I, I, I want to talk to husbands and wives today, I want to talk to you about sharing your faith. And what I'm saying to you is that you, you're to pour into each other and pull out of each other and share with each other who God is and what God is doing, where God is taking you. That's what sharing your faith is all about. Uh, uh, you know, when I talk about husbands and wives sharing their faith, I mean husbands and wives extending to each other we're extending to each other, giving to each other uh, uh, who God is to them. Husbands and wives extending God's love to each other. Husbands and wives being Jesus to each other. Husbands and wives being Jesus for each other. Look, I'm not just trying to sound deep and spiritual. Far be it. I really want to make this simple. I really want this to be simple. When I'm talking about sharing faith, husbands and wives sharing faith, I mean, husband, whatever it is God is doing with you, you got to share that with your wife. Wife, whatever it is God is doing in you and through you, you got to share that. You, you, you got to extend the benefit of what God is doing with your spouse. You've got to extend the benefit of who God is to your spouse. If God is meaningful to you, if God is somebody to you, if God is a critical part of your life, if God is an important part of your life, whatever it is you're getting out of it, you got to extend and share that with your husband. You got to extend and share it 
with your wife. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 listen to what I said. Husbands and wives, you have to be Jesus to each other. And you have to be Jesus for each other. That's what I mean by sharing your faith. Being Jesus to each other is all about treating each other and loving each other like Jesus would treat you and love you. So if you're going to be Jesus to your wife, if you're going to be Jesus to your husband, then you're going to have to love and treat your husband, love and treat your wife just like Jesus would love and treat them. Come on now, don't turn me off now. Do not turn the station. Stay here. Stay right here. That is a serious challenge right there. And I know Ephesians 5th chapter says, husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. But I'm saying to you, husbands love your wife like Christ loved your wife. And wives love your husbands like Christ loved your husbands. Being Jesus to your spouse means loving and treating them the same way that Jesus would. Being Jesus to each other is all about the way you treat and love each other. Being Jesus for your spouse means making the sacrifice that's necessary to help your spouse be their best. Wow. That's an awesome thought. Being Jesus for your spouse, being Jesus for your husband, being Jesus for your wife. That means that you're going to make the sacrifice that's necessary to help your husband or to help your wife be the best them that God has made them to be. Making that sacrifice, it protects them, it honors them, it supports them, it provides for them. It, it, it's, it's all about looking out for your spouse. That's what it's about. It's all about looking out for your spouse. So, when I'm saying share your faith with your spouse, I'm talking about the benefit that you get out of knowing God. Extend that benefit to your husband or your wife. And you extend that benefit to your husband or your wife by being Jesus to them and being Jesus for them. I wish I could see some faces. I wish I could see some hands because I would love to have some amens right about now. I would like to know that you're getting this. I would like to know that I'm making sense. As a matter of fact, why don't you take a moment and email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com and let me know if this presentation today makes sense. Please let me know if it makes sense or not because if it doesn't make sense to you, I'll wipe it out of my repertoire. I'll take it out of my toolbox and never present it again. But I just believe that I'm making sense here. And it's important for husbands and wives to share their faith together. That is important. So being Jesus to your spouse determines how you interact with them. But being Jesus for your spouse determines what you do for your spouse's benefit. How you interact with them, but then what do you do for their benefit? So I'm saying that we who believe in God, we who say we're saved, we're born again, we're Christians, we're believers, we're disciples of Jesus Christ. 
we should practice God at home more than anywhere else. And I just told you how to practice God at home. We need to practice God at home more than anywhere else. And when it comes to marriage, we should be striving for Christ-centered marriages. Oh man, I'm hitting heavy today. We should be striving for Christ-centered marriages. And you know something, faith can play a critical and valuable role in the life of an individual. Why would I say that? Because faith is the one thing that God requires more than any other. Faith is a sustaining force in our lives. Faith is also the whole body of what we live and believe and practice about God. Our principles and our values are derived from our faith. Our beliefs and our hopes are derived from our faith. Our dreams and aspirations are derived from our faith. Watch this, watch this. Even our irritants, our annoyances, our likes and dislikes are all derived from our faith. Everything about us, everything that goes into making us up now that we're born again, it comes from our faith. The body, the whole body of what we live and believe and practice about God. That's the faith. That's what you call the faith. We live by faith and not by sight, but we live the faith. The body of everything, everything inclusive of what we live and believe and practice about God. That's our faith. That's our faith. And everything about us comes out of our faith. So faith not only plays a critical role in our lives. Did you see that? But for some of us, faith is our life. For some people, faith just plays a critical role. But for some of us, faith is our life. We live faith. We live, breathe, and think, and drink, and, and, and believe God. We walk, and talk, and see, and hear, and feel God. And based on some of the talk that some of us do in church, how dare we talk all this faith and not live this faith at home in our marriages? Huh. I'm talking about striving for a Christ-centered marriage, striving for a Christian marriage. Faith can play a critical, invaluable role Marriage, just like it can in the life of an individual. Let me say that again. Faith can play a critical role, an invaluable role in the life of a marriage, just like it can play in the life of an individual. In an individual's life, we need our faith. We live by our faith. Our faith is a force that sustains us and provides and makes a way we get to see what we cannot see naturally with our faith, guess what? There's going to come some times in your marriage when you don't see naturally a way out of this conflict. But by faith, sharing faith, God gets to show you a way out. We want this Christian Christ-centered marriage. 
and, and, and let me say this right quick too, while, while it's on my mind, I don't want to forget this because I get irritated by this sometimes. We have this thing about labeling things Christian. I told you in the beginning, this was a Christian radio show. We have Christian organizations, Christian groups, Christian units. My God, some of us refer to the United States of America as a Christian nation. What does it mean to be Christian? Let me tell you, if you're not Christ-centered, then you're not Christian. If it's not Christ-centered, Christ-ruled in subjection to Christ, it is not a Christian thing, nation, organization, group, unit, whatever it is. So what does it mean to have a Christ-centered marriage? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. You can't have a Christ-centered marriage if both of you don't believe in Christ. You can't have a Christ-centered marriage if one of you walk closer to Christ than the other. If one of you is walking with Christ and the other is not, you can't have a Christ-centered marriage. If you're shucking and jiving about Christ, just saying Christ and not really living Christ, you can't have a Christ-centered marriage. A Christ-centered marriage requires, first of all, that each of you in the marriage, the husband and the wife, both of you are resolute in seeking Christ's rule in your life, first of all, as an individual. You can't seek Christ's rules for the marriage until you have sought Christ's rule for your life as an individual. So step, the first thing is you got to seek Christ's rule in your life as an individual. The second thing is you got to seek God's will more than anything else for your life as an individual. Those are two things we're after. Christ's rule and God's will. Those are your chief priorities. Christ's ruling and God's will to be done. You've got to work that out as individuals. And once you work out Christ's rule and God's will as an individual, then you bring that same dynamic into the marriage. Now you agree together that as a married couple, as a husband and the wife till death parts us, we're seeking Christ's rule and God's will together. Once you surrender to the will of God and the rule of Christ in your life, then you bring that effect, you bring that effect, you bring that dynamic, you bring that phenomenon into your marriage. Notice I said that you bring that effect into the marriage. This is on purpose. This is intentional. This is on purpose and intentional. You've got to make it happen. You've got to get serious about who God is and who Jesus is in your life. You've got to surrender to God's will. You've got to allow Christ to sit on the throne of your life and have his ruling way. And then you've got to bring that effect into the marriage. A Christ-centered marriage is a marriage in which everything revolves around Christ. He's the focus. He's the aim. He's the orientation. He's the goal. He's the vision. He's the outcome. He's the input. He's the product. He's the uh, pieces. He's, he's the recipe. Christ is all. That's what it means to have a Christ-centered marriage. Everything, Christ is inner center, in the center, excuse me. Hence, everything about the marriage revolves around Christ. 
And when you are surrendered to the rule of Christ and you're seeking God's will more than anything, then guess what? Christ Jesus will be in the center. Christ Jesus will be in the center. Man, I'm talking about what you get when you allow Jesus Christ to have his way in your lives. And if Christ will have his way, you're going to have to get you out of the way. <laughs> yeah. If Christ will have his way, you're going to have to get yourself out of the way. A Christ-centered marriage is one in which God's will is served and Jesus' rule is realized. And you get certain results in your life when that's the case. When you're seeking God's will above and over everything else, when you are seeking to have Jesus Christ rule your life, above and over everything else, you're going to get certain results in your life. And the same thing goes for marriage. When you come together in agreement as a husband and a wife, and you decide that whatever happens, we're seeking God's will to be done, and we're seeking for Jesus to be in the center of us and everything to revolve around him, you're going to get a certain effect. You're going to get certain results. Certain things are coming to you. Here, here's, here's, here's what I'm trying to say to you. Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now, that was from the New Living Translation, but the King James Version says, A threefold cord is not easily broken. A person, a person by themselves, they're going to be easier prey for the enemy. They don't have companionship to help defend them. But when there's two of you linked together, tied together, in covenant together, you defend each other, you stand back to back and you can take on the enemy. And three is even better. What do you mean three is even better? No, I'm not talking about include a third person in your marriage. The devil is a liar. We don't do threesomes in the kingdom of God. I'm talking about Jesus in the center. He becomes the center strand around which husbands and wives are braided. And that cannot be easily broken. My God, my God. That is awesome. Let me say that again. Jesus becomes the center strand around which the husband and the wife are braided. And those three become one cord and they cannot be easily separated. The two of you together, you're better, you're stronger, you're wiser, you're smarter, you're savvier. Savvier, savvier? I, I know that's not a word, but you get what I mean. The two of you, you're savvier together. You're just better together. Jesus Christ becomes the cord that's braided in the center of you. You just cannot be broken. Listen, when you set, when you form and fashion your marriage in this manner, there is no such thing as a Christian husband and a Christian wife having irreconcilable differences. Uh, 
There is no such thing. And we see we see the uh, Christians divorcing at the rate of the world. We see Christians divorcing at nearly the same rate as non-Christians. What in the world? Something is wrong with this picture. There's no such thing as a Christian husband and a Christian wife divorcing because of irreconcilable differences. If God can reconcile with you, then by God, we ought to be able to reconcile with each other. When a Christian couple decides they can no longer be married, it's not because of irreconcilable differences. It's because either one or both of them are not really being Christian. Ooh, I struck a nerve. I'll say it again. When a Christian couple decides that they can no longer be married, we're going to divorce. It's because either one of them or both of them, most likely both of them, are not being Christian. Jesus is not at the center of the marriage. So I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you something here. I'm trying to get something across to you. We've got to extend each other to each other the benefit that we get out of knowing God and being in right relationship with God. You know, sometimes your relationship with other people, if you have a good relationship at home, you can have a good relationship at your job or other places. But when your relationship at home is jacked up, you take it out on people on your job and other places. Uh, I could go on with that. Maybe we'll get that to another time. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to get us to see today that Christ in the center of our marriage makes us better, stronger, wiser. We last longer. We cannot be easily broken apart. It just works. It just works. And when I'm talking about a Christ-centered marriage, I'm talking about a husband and a wife being Jesus Christ to each other and being Jesus Christ for each other. I hope I'm making sense to you. Now, somebody may be asking, so how does this work in real life? How do we put this into use? And I'm glad you asked that question. Listen, when challenges confront you as they will, and I am not saying that as Christians we deserve challenges. If we're really being Christian, we probably have more challenges because we're at odds with the world around us. But Christians, we do have, we definitely have challenges. I want to make that crystal clear. We have challenges. We have conflict. We have difficulties. We have trials. We have tribulations. But here's the difference in the Christian and non-Christian. The Christian has the promise of Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help us. So when marriages have these challenges, when there's conflict in our marriages, the question must be, how does Jesus ruling me impact this situation? Woo. How does Jesus in me, how does Jesus ruling me impact this situation. If I'm really truly seeking God's will above all else, how does that impact this situation? Me and Jesus has to have an impact. It has to influence my marriage. 
me being in right standing with God, me knowing Jesus, me being surrendered to the rule of Jesus, that has the impact every relationship in my wife, in my life, excuse me, beginning with my relationship with my wife. You know, we used to ask, what would Jesus do? And that's, that's not the question to ask. When our marriages are faced with challenges, when we're facing conflict, our troubles, our trials, our tribulation, when we're going through, we don't ask, what would Jesus do? We need to ask, what do I do since Jesus is ruling me? How does God's will show up in this challenge, in this conflict? How does me being right with God benefit this marriage in the time of conflict? Conflict between my wife and me. How can I be Jesus to her? And how can I be Jesus for her? Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. I'm talking to somebody today. I'm telling you, it's important that we share our faith. If you want to be married 50, 60, 70, 80 years, share your faith. Share your faith. It's a part of who you are. It's a part of who you are. My goodness. I wish I had more time to deal with this, but I'm out of time now. I got to go. I got to go. I hope that we've said something important, something useful to you regarding sharing your faith. Again, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Do that. Or... Look me up on Facebook, inbox me, Bishop C, Bishop Carl Hodges, that is. If you want to hear this again, you can search Marriage and Family Clinic on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, and on iTunes. Hey, listen, I got to get out of here, but I want you to know, I want you to always be reminded of this. You cannot have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.